You are listening to the Forcecom Frontline, bringing you to our soldiers on the front lines of readiness. Hey everyone, welcome to a bonus episode of the Forcecom Frontline. I'm Ashley. And I'm Eve. And today we are talking all things human resources modernization. We have three subject matter experts from the Army's G1, and they're going to explain this new system. And here we have to place our bets now. It's either IPSA or IPSA. We'll find out. Hey, Eve, did did you know there are more than one million Army acronyms? I did know that, actually. Because I made it up. (laughs) But I bet it's probably not far off. (laughs) Oh, I dream about acronyms. (laughs) So we're going to learn more about how the system will impact soldiers and what they should do now to prepare. All right. Well, I guess it's time to go ahead and get started. Today, we're talking with Colonel Greg Johnson, Colonel Rebecca Eggers, and Sergeant Major Gary Kress from the Integrated Personnel and Pay System, Army. Welcome, and thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Hey, thanks for having us. Really excited uh, to talk a little bit about uh, where we're going in uh, IT and HR modernization and IPSA, of course. (laughs) Well, I'm ready because I need to learn a lot and get smart on this, so hopefully you'll help me with that. Absolutely. So, you know, hey, up front, right, it's the Integrated Personnel and Pay System Army. There you go. That's probably the first question that most people ask. There we go. And so in that vein, Colonel Johnson, we want to start with you and just um, we've all received the email from the Star Major of the Army at this point and encouraging them to update their records. But could you just start by giving us a brief overview of what IPSA is and why it's receiving so much attention? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um I think that, you know, maybe the easiest way to, to, to explain what IPSA is, is it's, it's your new HR talent and pay system um, for, for those in the Army. So if you're a military member, you're a soldier, um, you're going to use IPSA to do your, your personnel and pay transactions uh, as, we, as we move forward. So that, that's the big change. All three components will be in this system. Every single soldier will use IPSA to do things like their leave forms, their, their, get their orders, uh, and then do their pay. And then a lot of focus uh, in the Pentagon at the top levels of the Army of you know, transitioning the, to, to more talent management. And so IPSA will be that system that helps the Army do talent management things. Uh, and for a soldier that that's really, you know, knowledge, skills and behaviors, and then um, figuring out where you go on assignment um, to different organizations in the army. Um, but, you know, Sergeant Major, you, you have anything to add to that? No, sir, that was actually a you know perfect segue. I think, you know, that you really hit when you talk about the, the significance of um, having all three components in one HR system, the fundamental changes uh, every soldier touching this, we talk about talent management, you know, I think from the HR community, of course, you know, we probably look at it from, hey, all the HR core competencies, how we do business, what is business going to change to, what are our efficiencies? Uh, and so, you know, just that total soldier visibility, being able to see the, and, and access their HR records um, is really just a remarkable change across the board. And so, sir, we talk a lot about modernization and reform. How will the Army organization structure impact HR professionals in the total Army force in the future? I mean, that's a mouthful of a question right there. Right? It was. (laughs) Got to, like, dissect that for for a minute. Um, 
but but l- l- let me start. So when we say HR modernization, I think that the, the first thing is we're, we're trying to get rid of the 200 different personnel and pay systems in the Army. Um, so that's kind of the current structure of all that. So if you're in the reserves, you use something. If you're in the active duty, if you're an enlisted uh, guy or gal, you use one thing. If you're in the uh, National Guard, you were using a different system. So they were all different, different processes um, and different systems. Um, so a- HR modernization means, hey, we're moving towards to say, which puts everybody into one. So if you're gonna now move from the active duty to the reserves, very easy to do in one system versus you know the five or six that that you had to play with um, in the past. So. That's a big different, uh, a big uh, modernization piece. The, the other is, is we're trying to get control of HR data. And while that might not sound exciting um, <laughs> for the average soldier. It sounds amazing. Um, I know. Um, the reason you have pay issues primarily is about those separate systems and the data between those systems are not, it, they're not the same. It's not the same. So. If you're a soldier and you're deploying downrange, it might take a month or two to get the right pay going. It's because we have separate HR and pay systems. And then did that piece of paper actually get to the right person to code into a system mm-hmm. to get you the right pay? Um, and so for us, it's extremely exciting that we can actually solve that problem and get soldiers updated, accurate HR records as well as pay records uh, I, I don't know. For us, that's like t- crazy exciting because, um, you know, I, I like to tell folks when I'm, I'm moving around the Army, the, the Army is the only entity in America that we send people downrange to do the nation's work. Right. And then we can't get them paid until like two months later <laughs> correctly. Yeah. Um, you know, and soldiers are just phenomenal. Right. They're like mission focused. So they just deal with it. Um, it it's it's for, for me, that's humbling. Um and for our team, it's 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 a worthy cause to 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 get this uh, modernization out, uh, and why we find it so exciting. Um, and then the the other thing I would say is that we're trying to then adhere to um, we call it authoritative data. So wherever the the right data is in the right system, that's what we use. We don't we don't like have that multiplied like fifteen times over. And then, you know, a soldier has to worry about, you know, what is his pay date, you know, his date of rank um, in seven systems. Nah, just just focus on ifs. Um, the, you can see it in the system. Um, and then, you know, you can work with your S1 to fix the errors or issues that you see. Um, and then, uh, you know, I would I would be remiss, uh, Sergeant Major and, and Colonel Eggers, if I did not talk about the mobile device in the app, um, Again, something we're really excited about. Um, we we facilitated uh, an Ipsay app, um, so we worked with the Army G6 and the cyber guys, and and really helped change Army policy to facilitate the use of an app um, that soldiers can put on their personal mobile devices and access the system. So for for us, it's like a massive win. It's like wow, um, the app's already on the Apple. Uh, Play Store, uh, if, if you're an iOS, um, y- you know, follower. Um, if you're an Android follower, we're still working with the Google Play Store to get it on there, but but it'll be on there soon. Um, 
and for us, that's also exciting. Not only is it getting us to be modern, right? Every <laughs> every company in the world does this, um, except the United States Army, right? We're, we're solving that. Um, but it, it will allow soldiers to transparently see their records. I mean, they'll be able to get on their phone. They're sitting at home. They can do a leave form on their phone. They that's can awesome. update their record on their phone. They can interact with their S1 shops on their phone. Um, so just a, a, another, you know, huge win um, for, for modernization. So I, I think I, I got most of your question answered. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Rebecca, Colonel Eggers, anything you would add? No, I think, you know, one of the things that in the military, we're really bound by our regulations. We love regulations and directives and everything to tell us how to do things. Um, and one of the really exciting things about IPSE is we've kind of taken that away. So we've, we've, said if you didn't have a regulation telling you you had to do it a certain way how would you do it so that it makes sense so you know we have this new technology um, and we want to match our regulations and how we do things so that it's as streamlined as possible um, which isn't something that we normally do in in the army or in the military at all so you know we've kind of taken the gloves off and said you know pie in the sky how would you do it if you had to do it from soup to nuts all over again because now's your chance um, which is is really exciting for us well i'll say the app sounds awesome as the spouse of a soldier who always puts in his leave at the last second um for him to be able to use the app to put in his leave form when i say hey we're doing this put in leave that sounds amazing <laughs> Yeah, well, it may not be approved still. So <laughs> True. Um, but um, you know, and you can if you if you take that thread a little bit, um, it's just it's more than leave, right? So sure. Part of this talent management discussion is about soldiers telling us what their special skills are. Um, you know, I got a whole handful of really um, smart technical people on my team that have coding skills, computer skills, database skills, and, you know, they're, they're essentially business analysts. Um, but you would look at their record and you'd never know it. Um, and so the Army is really trying to push, hey, if you have those type of skills, if that's your hobby um, or, or whatever else is your hobby that that um, is important um, to understand and know, let's, let's track that in the system and then let's use that for a whole host of things like you know if we're going on a task force downrange, um you know and and you have a bunch of knowledge of a region or certain languages or or, or medical skills or, or whatever it is um that's stuff that the army needs to understand and we can utilize that information to then shape who goes on to those task force or who goes to a certain unit um that has a mission set um that that ties um to to that um and that's how, you know, a crazy HR system is going to help us with our readiness long term. Um, again, it doesn't necessarily seem, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, get more efficient on the readiness front with an HR system. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, you are, because all three components are in the same system. We're going to track those knowledge skills uh, of our soldiers, and then we're going to be able to utilize that uh, in the future as, as we move forward. Um, so, you know. It, it, there's a readiness plug. Um, but again, what, what, what really excites us on the team is, man, we're going to take care of soldiers. Yeah. 
you give them, you give them that app and you you let them work on you know on their own time to in, interact and see their records i mean that's that that level of transparency is is yeah. modernization at its finest from our perspective well and again as a spouse i think when when your soldier can come home and pull up the app and you can talk about things when you want to talk about things not you know during the workday or whatever um just makes it a little bit more convenient yeah totally I mean, you already have your phone in your hand. Yeah, you know, all the time. So many different aspects of life, right? Whether you're dealing with your social media, your banking, your, you know, whatever, you know, you're playing a game, whatever it is, we yeah. all have our, our certain things. So, you know, just to, to have that accessibility is, is you know, going to be completely different than, yeah. than, you know, what our soldiers have been used to for, you know, up until now. <laughs> I yeah. can tell you I'm looking forward to it as a spouse. That sounds awesome. <laughs> well, well, you know, I... We, we also like to, to, to say that, hey, NCOs are going to do the exact same thing, right? So you're sitting with your spouse and you're, and you're looking at it at home. Um, you know, hey, here's, here, here's my record. Here's the orders, you know, whatever. Here it is. Um, the same exact interaction we're going to see with NCOs. So NCOs are going to say, hey, soldiers, get over here, pull up your stuff. Let's look at it. Um, and, and we think we're going to see a much more efficient discussion for leaders. I mean, we, we talk a lot in the Army about engaged leadership. We, we think that, you know, something uh, – this HR system is going to help NCOs interact with their, um, with their soldiers looking at the stuff that matters, you know, to their soldiers, right? Their, yeah. their assignments, you, you know, their, their pay – um, and then, and then the skill stuff that that the army's talking about with with talent management. So, um, again, I, you know, we're, we're kind of nerdy on the IPSA program. <laughs> we find this stuff exciting. You know, we just gush all over it. You know, when given the opportunity. Well, and that's something that I want to kind of dig in a little bit too, um, Colonel Eggers. Maybe you can help me with this. The Sergeant Major of the Army's message it mentioned the 25-point soldier talent profile, and I have a sneaking suspicion that it links in a little bit with what Colonel Johnson was referring to earlier. So, what exactly is that 25-point soldier talent profile? Yeah, so you're exactly right. The you know the the knowledge, skills, and behaviors that. Colonel Johnson was talking about and being able to capture those for different soldiers, um, that makes up the 25 point soldier talent profile. So what it really is, is 25 categories of um, data elements and they're distinguishable. So, you know, you might have a, one of those categories of civilian education or military education, your deployments, um, you know, do I have any technical certifications? So all of those get put into 25 different categories um, so that you're able to see and compare different soldiers based on these 25 categories. Um, and, and then you can run queries on those. You know, if you're looking for someone who's got, you know, data analytic or database skills or coding skills, you're able to find that um, easily um, within that profile. And, and that's really what we want to be able to see was what leaders need to see an easy way to see you know what types of um what types of soldiers and what are their actual um you know what are their skills that they bring to the table aside from i'm an infantry sergeant um and the 25 point profile is what get, what's what gets you there who manages that does the soldier input the information themselves is it kind of a combo deal 
So it's a combo. So some of it, you know, your military education, um, some of your civilian education, that's fed directly through our personnel systems. But then let's say I'm um, a native speaker for a dialect in, you know, Africa or in Iraq, I'm from a certain place. That is something that a soldier can self-profess. We call them self-professed KSBs and they're able to to put those in themselves. Um, and, and that, that provides um, a greater opportunity to really know, you know, what types of soldiers and their skills you have in your formation. You know, one of one of the game changers too, you know, since you put all three components in the system, ladies, is that, you know, in our reserve components, there's all this talent because folks have civilian jobs. Um, Absolutely. You know, General McConville, yeah, General McConville talks that, you know, when he was in Afghanistan, he, he had a, a, a National Guardsman that, that was – uh, helping to build the ring road because in his civilian job, he was, you know, highway management specialist, you know, in one of the states. Um, you, you know, there's all this all this kind of talent we don't fully understand in the Army. That that individual was probably, a, you know, a tanker or something, a, a mechanic or a, or a MOS, um, you know, not related to highway management. Um, but, but he had that skill set um, that then we utilized, right, for a really important mission um to to facilitate commerce and movement in afghanistan um i i think big army leaders see that as as a as a big win if we can understand that better um you know at the lower levels it's it's hey you, you know your your first sergeant your your battalion commander all of a sudden understands hey do you bring some other things to the table um you know do you understand construction you, you know did you have a summer job that that taught you certain skills um you know, can you do a bunch of, uh, you know, coding or other things that you might be able to help us, you know, with the battalion uh, mission set? Um, Sorry, Major. Yeah, both of you obviously hit, hit the nail on the head. You know, one simplistic way I try and, you know, share with formations as I talk to them is it, it's a lot like a resume, right? You know, you just kind of go out there and, um, you know, for years we were, uh, you know, working with a administrative kind of document background, if you will, with the ERB, SRB, ORB. It told you the very basics of a soldier, um, but didn't necessarily tell you everything about them or things that they could bring to your organization. So uh, if you think about it kind of like a resume in a sense, right, where you can really describe many different things, um, you know, it, it, it's uh, it kind of opens doors a little bit more. Well, and so Sergeant Major, I feel like recently most of when we talk about talent management, a lot of times it's with officer assignments. And so how is this going to change for enlisted soldiers? So, um, you know, obviously the last question was perfect leading right into this. Um, you know, I think that when you look at all the things that we just talked about, you know, the one that pops off the paper for me is probably career opportunities, right? So now soldiers can go out and enlist basically skills you know, we often, of course, we highlighted just a minute ago, but we highlight here on our team, you know, obviously we have a lot of HR professionals because we need people to understand our, our way of business, how we've done things, you know, but we also need HR professionals and other soldiers and skill sets who have things like the coding and IT background and these types of things. So now, you know, we can bring folks in that may we may not have otherwise been able to identify those skills and abilities, and now we can bring them in. And so not only helping the soldier, giving them an opportunity to excel within their career, but now we've given the organization to find the right skill set um, that helps the organization accomplish the mission, right? So, you know, it's kind of twofold there, career opportunities, organizations benefiting. And then I think, you know, 
uh, I'd probably say maybe a little bit more career competitive for the soldier, right? Because now we know a little bit more about the soldier. Now the soldier has the ability to show more of the skills, go places, look for jobs. When we talk about a marketplace, uh, try to align themselves in a career track that's suitable to them. Um, you know, of course, we still want soldiers to get promoted, move on, take leadership roles and that sort of thing. Certainly not deviating from that. Uh, but, you know, there there are probably some soldiers out there that are more interested in more technical jobs, right? And so this gives them opportunity to kind of seek out those types of things um, while still moving up uh, within their career. So, And ASCOM just recently, I think just recently, came out. And so is that all going to be part of this IPSE? Right. So uh, IPSE will be, you know, we of course, we have ASCOM on the enlisted side and, and AIM-2 on the officer right. side. And, you know, what... IPSA will bring us that opportunity for a marketplace, um, you know, so where we can do all of those things that, that we really wanted to do and capturing talent, which, of course, we've said over and over here. Right. And, you know, I think that the Army has done well over the last few years um, identifying that we need to get the right person in the right place at the right time. But now with these tools in this marketplace, now we can truly do that, not only from an Army or organizational perspective, from but from a soldier person perspective. And, and if I could stretch it you know, a little bit further, um, you know, we talk about the Army people strategy, right? If I want to stay in the Army long term or I'm looking at the Army as a career, now I have an organization that is is not just uh, kind of telling me what to do in a sense, but is giving me the opportunity to show my skills, excel, um, you know, and now we can truly acquire, develop, retain, and employ that talent that we're getting. And, and so taking care of people um, is completely a part of this. Yeah. And I feel like with this too, taking care of people is also the spouses. I, I know I've talked about yes. being a spouse, but I mean, I just feel like it keeps going back to that is it's, it, we, we talk about the soldier and having a little bit more flexibility and saying what they're doing. And that obviously goes back to the family and the spouse as well. Absolutely. And so Colonel Eggers, is, is Ipsy going to be reminiscent of AKO or is it going to be something completely different? So I would say the only thing reminiscent of AKO um, where IPSA is concerned is that every soldier has access to it. But, you know, AKO is, was really more of a dashboard. You could, you know, you can, you could access your, see what your med pros look like. Um, you could see your training record, but it wasn't interactive. You couldn't update anything. So, you know, that's where the floodgates open with IPSA. So, you okay. know, Colonel Johnson already talked about the app. So, you know, not only do you are you able to use the app to just see your record, but you can make changes to your record. So we talked about leave forms. Um, but the other one is it's it's so bizarre that a soldier can't change their address right now without going to their S1 section and having it entered into the system. Well, now I can be sitting on my couch and, and do it on the app on my phone whenever I feel like it. So, you know, we really start giving soldiers their time back um, from having to, you know, go to the S-1. Um, you know, if a soldier has a finance issue, a lot of times they'll have an NCO that has to escort them to the finance office. So that takes two people out of whatever they're doing for that day. I can look at my pay record um, on my mobile phone and see, you know, what I'm getting paid at any time, you know, instead of my twice a month LES that you yeah. get, um, you know, in in my pay. So, I mean, I think that's the big difference is not only can you see what's going on, but you're able to, to make changes to your record. If all of a sudden you see you're missing an award 
Or the other thing is, is we have a whole CRM suite, which is a customer relations module, which is the ability for a soldier to put in a trouble ticket. So maybe they're just wondering where their pay action is. And so they can put in a trouble ticket and it'll route to their S1 section and their S1 section can answer that for them rather than having them call or walk into their S1 section. And the S1 can just answer that question for them, be able to run it down and send them a message back through the CRM module. So, I mean, it's definitely much more robust than AKO ever was. And it really just is going to allow our soldiers um, and, and our, um, and our leaders to be able to, take care of soldiers much, much better. And you don't have to worry about somebody spelling your name wrong because you can spell it yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and so what about the well, app? What's the security behind that with, I mean, with my pay, it's either, you know, your CAC or a username and password that I couldn't tell you when I made it. Um, so how do you log into this app? Yeah, so so the app is uses your DS logon, which so in order to get a DS logon, you have to go to you know you go to um, Milk Connect and you actually um, you have to go in CAC enabled first, and then you set up your DS logon. So most soldiers actually already have a DS logon, um, and they might not know it. Um, <laughs> but but once you set it up, uh, then you can access all kinds of different websites, military websites, and one of them is IPSE. So um, when, you know, the app is really a front end to go into the IPSE site. So you won't see any PII or anything as long as you're using self-service um, with your DS logon. Now, um, leaders are able to access IPSE, you know, if they need to approve an action, but they'll have to still go in CAC enabled. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're not accessing your own record, you'll have to go in CAC enabled. Okay. That makes sense. So this officially launches in December. What should soldiers be doing now to make sure that they're ready for this transition? Well, let, yeah, let me let me jump in first. It, so we're already live in the National Guard. And, and, oh, I, wow. and I think that's important for folks to know that, hey, 330,000 National Guardsmen uh, have been in IPSA for about um, a, a year plus. Um, so we actually started and, and implemented state by state, got the entire Guard in by March of of 20 so last year um so we just had our two-year official ipsa party um <laughs> did you, you know not cake? long ago <laughs> we, we we did we have a cake yeah i think we had a cake um yeah, you know you gotta you gotta celebrate you know when good things happen um and so so the guards uh folks are using it right now soldiers uh, throughout the guard using it we've had some really good success um and and especially in this COVID environment where um you know, guardsmen didn't have to go into the armory to get into their personnel system. They could just do that work from their house um, and, and continue to, to do things like mobilize and do all the things that have happened over the last year uh, with the guard. And the guard has been really busy. Um, same thing with some of the downrange missions that the guard has, has filled. Um, you know, one, one of the, the, the crazy comments that we got was, wow, I'm in Poland and I can interact with my unit um, via IPSE. Um, because we can both get online um, and and interact in that system, it, you know, it, today's world you couldn't do that, or you know, previously you couldn't do that. Um, December twenty one is where we add the reserves and the active duties. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll we'll turn the switch on, and and everybody will be in IPSA release three um, in December of twenty one. Um, and you know, a couple of key things over this next year. Um, 
training starts to open up uh, in May uh, if you're an HR professional. So if you're a 42 um, and you're you're one of uh, those that are identified for you know a good amount of training, you'll start to do distributed learning training uh, in May. Um, and then that training uh, will be in different gates um, as we get, uh, you know, further into the year and closer to December. Um, if you're a leader, there's a requirement for a one-hour course. Um, HR professionals will have a lot of training um, because we want them to really understand how the system works, um, how pay, audit, you know, talent management works. But for leaders, we, we'll have a one-hour course, really simple. We'll put it on YouTube, but it'll also be tied to the system. Um, and what we're really for leaders trying to uh, explain is this is how actions get routed. This is how you approve actions in the system. Um, if you want to delegate that action to somebody else, a subordinate, um, this is how you do it. Um, if you want to see some analytics from your unit, this is how you do it. And we'll be able to do that in one hour. And then there'll be a one hour self-service course too. It's not required, but we're really pushing that all soldiers just you know review that one hour course same kind of thing. This is how you get in. This is how you go get your password. Um, you know, this is how you get the app. Um, and then this is how you do your leave form and your, you know, knowledge, skills, behavior, self-professed, some of those other things. Um, what we're asking units to do in addition to training is really focus on data. Um, and, you know, SAR majors, uh, you know, the SMA's email out to the force was really about, hey, individuals, look at your data and make sure it's correct. And if it's not correct, you know, take some actions with your S1 to, um, because if it doesn't look correct today, um, that's what we're pulling into IPSA. Yeah. Um, so, so please look at it, correct it as best you can, and then um, prep as we go. Um, and then if you're an HR professional, there's some other tasks with data that we've asked them to do. Uh, and then, of course, we've asked commanders and SAR majors just to, to help oversee that, like, you know, again, IPSA and HR system is not usually the first thing a commander thinks about in the Army today, um, but we're asking them just to think a little bit about it as we as we go towards the the, the end of the year and, and focus on getting this thing live and out to everybody. Um, Sorry, Major, you add anything? Yeah, no, you, you got it, uh, you know, pretty much all of it, sir, but I, there's a couple of things that I would add. Um, we talk a little bit about updating records, you know, really need that, you know, a fancy modern system will never replace engaged leadership, right? So, of course, in preparation for that, we need leaders to, you know, work with those soldiers, especially soldiers who may not understand or have access to a computer now a lot at work, uh, depending on what their organization or their mission is, you know, show them what they need to be looking at. Uh, don't just say, hey, here's your, here's your record, take a look. I mean, they may look, but if they're not really sure what to look for, or maybe more importantly, where to look, um, then, then the data, you know, we could have some errors and that, you know, affects some things on, on when we flip the switch going into R3. So, you know, as young soldiers may not understand that they have data they need to look at in DMDC or they need to check, you know, their, their training transcripts and, you know, all these different locations and things that are going on. So, uh, update their records, be a good battle buddy. If you're an HR professional, you should be leaning forward with your organizations, getting them excited, um, you know, giving them some information. Hey, this is what's going to be going on. This is how we're going to help you get ready. And then lastly, you know, if you if you kind of feel like you've been uh, it's coming and, and what do I do? How can I get ready? We are basically everywhere. Every social media, um, you know, venue you can probably think of. We have tons of training located on Mill Suite, you know, S1 net. 
uh, training located on YouTube. Uh, go out and start getting that information now. Don't sit back and wait for, you know, training, your, your training date to come around and all this other stuff. Lean forward. Um, your S1s, if you're doing AG training, hopefully that stuff's going on low density. Pull up some of these videos. Um, you know, look at the emails and information that's circul circulating around and, and have discussions. How are we going to prepare our formations for this? So I think there's many different aspects of things that can be done, and I'm sure Colonel Eggers probably has some too. Yeah, you know, Colonel Johnson laid out, you know, some of the net training and that and that is going to open soon. Um, we've started that. But really, you know, Sergeant Major mentioned the whole suite of training that we do from, you know, mill pay training for for soldiers, HR soldiers. Um, you know, there's data correctness training. We've got, you know, the Army organizational, um, the AOS um, training. We've got webinars out there and all of that is really well received um, as we get closer and closer to go live you know and more people start paying attention you know they want as much information as they can absorb right now and so those training products that are already on our s1 net site um, are really a great place to start um, because they do provide some of the r2 training but really it just familiarizes you with with the system and you know what we're going to be doing um, once we get into the net training it sounds like so far, like since it's already been implemented across the National Guard, and I know you've started some of the training, has the feedback you've been getting been mostly positive or have there been any bugs that you've had to fix? I, <laughs> I know I that's the loaded bugs. question. <laughs> fix them. But, you know, the I would say that the the feedback is really positive. You know, people want to see what the system can do. They want to they you know, we get feedback from all over the place. And, you know, some of it we can accommodate some of those suggestions um, on changes and some of it we can't. But, um, you know, we're able to adjust from just having users um, see some of the training and be like, you know, hey, maybe it's not something we can fix right now, but, you know, in a future enhancement, it might be something that we could do. Um, but yeah, overwhelmingly positive so far on the training front. And as Sarmie just said, we're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but l let me also say, right, change is hard. It is hard. I was going to say that. <laughs> Ch change is hard. Um, so we have not changed the systems for like 40 years. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, you know, it's like you're moving everybody's cheese. Um, so, right. And then a, a whole slew of folks that do HR business in the army has done it a certain way for a certain period of time. And so we're changing most of that. Um, and then transparency is a tricky thing. Some people are very comfortable with showing more information to soldiers, um, and chains of command, et cetera. And some people are a little concerned as that kind of you know, comes to fruition. It, it, it forces us to operate in a, in a different way. I, I would say it's a, it's the right way. It's the modern way. Um, if we're going to, um, continue to retain the, the nation's best in this greatest army that, that we have, then we got, we have to move in that direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we are not, we are not in 1960. <laughs> um, and we are not in 1970. And I, I hate to tell a lot of people we're, st we're, we're, we're not in the 1980s. Yeah, that was a great decade for music, um, but not and for, hair. you know, and me <laughs> and, and, and hair, um, but not 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 necessarily uh, for HR processes. Um, 
we have to modernize um, if we're going to meet the the chiefs and the SMA's uh, intent of where, where we need to go with, with talent and other things. So, um, you know, I, I would just say that's that's always a tricky thing and we're working through it. Um, what anyone who's listening, you know, just go on YouTube on your personal mobile device and, and type in IPPS dash A and you'll see our our site and you can go in and see. Um, you know, we have a playlist for self-service. Um, just go in and look at some of those videos. You know, it would take you all of like three, four minutes to look at a few. Um, I think people will be generally excited as as they start to see what, what the system looks like and, and, and what we're kind of rolling out for the Army here. Well, and sir, you guys also have an IPSA podcast where you take a deeper dive into some of these points. So where can people find that? That's like everywhere, right? I mean, every every site you can download a podcast, we're on. Again, just you know, Google Ipse. Um, we we tend to post those all on our our YouTube as well as our Facebook page. So a, a lot of folks go out on Facebook. Um, you, you know, we we have a couple of different segments. We have one that's called the Coffee Talk, where you know a bunch of interesting questions get you know lobbed at, at me or Colonel Eggers mm-hmm. or other teammates. Um, that we talk about, and then the podcasts are, are are a little more deep dives into into a bunch of technical things, but also just a, a lot of the cool things that we're working on. Um, so yeah, if you have a, a free forty five minutes in the car, you know you can download and learn a little more about you know why we get so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot to be excited about, yeah. though. Well, thank you all for taking the time to talk to us today and explaining to us who were completely ignorant about the process before all of this, exactly what's going on. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thanks for the time. Really, really had a good time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. We do appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. And don't forget, we'll be back next week for our regularly scheduled episode. That's right. We're going to talk about mental health and breaking the stigma of speaking up and getting help. And we are also going to learn more about a soldier who immigrated to the U.S. with her family from the Philippines. She has a great story and we are really excited to introduce you to her. In the meantime, don't forget to get all of your Forcecom news on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time on the front line.